Hello, welcome to the Revive for the Journey podcast, where we give you this week's message from Cove Church. We pray that it blesses you and helps you grow deeper in your journey with Christ. Enjoy. Well, greetings, Cove Church, and happy Father's Day weekend. Uh, That clip you just saw is from The Mandalorian, and uh, if you haven't been watching that closely, I can give you just a little bit of Mandalorian lore to help you catch up for our conversation today. Um, The lore here is that the main character, his name is Din Djarin, and uh, he is what we know as the Mandalorian in that series. He's who we know as the Mandalorian. And uh, his story is that imposed on him from a very young child was this this zealous rule that uh, as a Mandalorian warrior, you never took off your helmet in the presence of another. And so for his entire life as a Mandalorian warrior, he had never taken off his helmet in the presence of another person, which makes that scene so powerful because he in that scene takes off his mask to show how much he cares about his adorable friend, little Grogu, who we know as Baby Yoda. And he's saying in that moment, I will risk letting down the walls that I've been told to keep up in my life. I will risk being vulnerable for you because I care about you. Because the closeness required for this relationship is more important than the distance required for my comfort. It's a great lesson for the Mandalorian. It's also a great lesson for us. I'd say this is something that every human being struggles with, but certainly men and dads in our culture wrestle with this idea of what does it look like to let down my guard? What does it look like to be real, to be vulnerable with another human being? So much in our world, it works against that, whether it's social media or celebrity culture, the countless unspoken but powerful expectations of what it looks like to be a winner in our world, to never look weak. Man, what happens if I don't live up to all of that? What does that make me? In our world, it makes me a loser, right? We're supposed to be strong. We're supposed to be capable. We're supposed to have all of the right answers, and it sounds great when you can do it. But what about when you can't? Years ago, I was uh, on a plane, Paula and I were on a plane, and I'm sitting in the middle seat, and next to me is this giant cowboy, full-on cowboy hat, belt buckle, the Western shirt, whole cowboy thing happening here. And I'm sitting there, and they hand out the peanuts for snack time. This is back when they would hand out peanuts before the whole world was allergic to them, but there were peanuts they handed out for snack time. And so we all get our peanuts, and Paula opens hers, And a big cowboy guy opens his, and I go to open mine, nothing. You know that little slice they put in there? It was like they forgot the little slice on mine. And when they forget the slice on those packets, it becomes titanium, like fully childproof, like impregnable fortress of peanutness there. And I'm just working on, and I'm working so hard, and I'm getting like veins popping out my forehead, so much so that the cowboy leans down to me. He's like, you're going to need some help with that. And I'm like, no, I'm fine. I don't even know if I ever got into the peanuts. I don't even know if I got to eat them at all. 
All I knew is there was one thing I was not going to do. I was not going to ask for help. I think that can be true of many of us. Whatever grid we place ourselves against, whatever expectations are placed on us, we learn it's probably better if I just leave my weakness to myself. Just let people think that I've got this, even though we're not fooling anyone. And so it's into that tension today I would love to offer another way, a better way, a way that actually leads to life. There's a guy in the Bible named Paul who certainly understood what it meant to appear capable, to appear strong. He was raised to have all of the answers. He was at the top of his game when it came to religious circles. He garnered respect from people. He garnered fear from people. But then he met Jesus. And suddenly, all of that ability, all of that success, all of that strength, none of it mattered anymore. And everything changed, leading him to write this about his experience with the Savior. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. He said, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. <laughs> he says, I'll boast in my weakness. Who does that, right? Who invites you to that party? Come on, everybody, gather around. Let me show you what I can't do. <laughs> Come watch me not hit the ball. Come watch me not meet my quota. Come watch me not finish my task. Come on, sign up for that, right? No, no one signs up for that. We love to win. We love to be around winners. We want to win. And there's nothing wrong with winning. The question is this, though. Are we winning at the right game? Because Jesus said, it is possible to gain this whole world but lose our soul. We can win this whole world and lose our soul. Paul is telling us in this passage that the winds in God's kingdom come about very differently than the winds of this world's kingdom. He's telling us it's not the same game, people. And so in this passage, we see a different set of rules emerge, rules that lead us to this truth, that God's power is not found through the mask of my strength. God's power is found through the unmasking of my weakness. Saying, God, here is where I'm not enough. God, here's where I don't have all the answers. God, here's where I'm not winning. And it's right there into those places that God says, my grace is sufficient for you. This week, I, um, I was looking for something. I, I, had, I had months ago, I had purchased 150 disposable masks for our Disney World trip, which is coming up in just a little bit. 
And I had purchased all these masks in preparation for that. And the good news was this week we found out we don't need to wear masks at Disney World anymore, which is really, really great. But now I have 150 disposable masks. And so I gathered them up and I put them in this mesh bag that I had along with some other masks because I was going to keep them in a safe place in case one day I need 150 disposable masks. I'm not sure where that would happen, but it's possible. So I'm going to put them in a safe place. I wrap them up in this bag and I put them in a safe place. But here's the problem. When I put stuff away for safekeeping, it actually becomes safe from me. <laughs> Meaning, once I do that, I forget where I put it. I have no idea where it is. I know it's safe, but I don't know where it is. And the problem was, a few days ago, I realized I need one of the items in there that was in that bag. And I have no recollection of where I put it. I know I put it somewhere. I know it was just me. I know I can't blame anyone else. I know I did this, but I have no recollection of where it is. And I need to know where it is because I need something out of that. And so I become frustrated with myself because I have no doubt that it was me that made this problem happen. And so in the midst of that frustration, I have this conversation. Truly, I have this conversation in my head, and it goes like this. If I were me, where would I put that? <laughs> if I was me, what would I do with that? And the great thing is that after having that conversation in my head, I actually found it. It actually worked. You should try it sometime. I'm like, okay, if I was me, well, this is what I would do. And I actually found it, and I found it in a location that no one would have ever thought that that thing belonged to. It, would, it was like a socks in the refrigerator kind of location. It was that abstract, that like, whoa, what were you thinking kind of deal. But somehow it made sense to me for safety and for safekeeping. All that to say this, in that moment, I became painfully aware of my weakness. So much so, I annoyed myself with my weakness. You can only imagine how Paula must feel living with me. My weakness was unavoidable. But here's the good news. It's this awareness of our weakness, this taking off of our masks, that allows us to experience the gift that God longs to give us a gift only accessed when we take off the mask of our ability, when we take off the mask of our reputation, when we take off the mask of our image, and we let others see who we really are. No more religious shell of outer piety. Just us. Truly flawed, but truly loved. As Tim Keller says, the gospel is this, we are more sinful and flawed in ourselves than we ever dared believe, yet at the very same time, we are more loved and accepted in Jesus Christ than we ever dared hope. This truth is what allows us to take off the mask, to quit hiding behind our image and our social media feed and our churchy status let others and God see who we really are 
so that others can love who we really are and God can love who we really are. Because I can't be fully loved until I'm fully known. And the amazing truth for us today is that God fully loves us and fully knows us. Weaknesses and all. If that's possible, then maybe, maybe I can take off the mask. Maybe you can take off the mask. Maybe we can take off the mask with one another. So what's your mask? So many of us have things like this in our life, masks that we put on, even good things that we hide behind, hoping that no one sees those less than pretty places in our lives. Maybe you hide behind the mask of that tireless work ethic, except you know you can't keep it up much longer. Maybe you hide behind the mask of, of, never, of this never-ending confidence in your life, but inside, you're second-guessing everything. Maybe your mask is that you have to be in that relationship so that you can prove to yourself and to others that you are lovable. Maybe you cut yourself down with humor, but it's really to make sure that no one else does it first. Maybe your appearance has become your focus, but still, when you look in the mirror, all you can see is what you're not. In all of these places and hundreds of other scenarios just like them, Jesus simply says this, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. That's where we look at these places for us and, and, and our response often when we look at these places of weakness, we go, well, I, I, I guess that's as good as it gets. <laughs> I, I, I guess I'll just ignore that place in my life or I'll just avoid that place in my life. But Jesus handles this very differently because of this truth. God does not ignore weakness. He redeems it. <laughs> that being true, we have this great opportunity to experience God's power because we have a great quantity of weakness in our lives, don't we? So, we can take off the mask. You can take off the mask. You can quit the exhausting masquerade. Perhaps for the dads in our midst, this Father's Day. We could absolutely celebrate all that you are, but maybe we could also celebrate all that you're not. That our gift to you would be that you would know you are fully loved while being fully known, weakness and all. That's how God loves you. And that's how we want to love you. And somehow, when we start to actually walk this way with Jesus as a people. His grace in us creates a far greater transformation than our mask ever could. So could we all take a lesson from the Mandalorian today in an effort to truly become followers of Jesus? Would we choose to take off our mask and pick up our cross?
Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. To stay connected with all things Cove Church, visit our website, covechurchpnw.com, or on all social media platforms at Cove Church PNW. We'll see you next time.